0: There we go. Zechariah chapter four, verse six. We started here last week. This is our, our uh, foundational scripture for the series. Um, if you missed last week's message, I do want to encourage you to get on the podcast and you can hear some of the deep dive that we did on the scripture. But this is the setup. Uh, it says this. So he answered me. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by strength, but by my spirit. All right. So, not by might, not by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that's the foundation to which we've laid to get this series, Not By Might, where we've been discussing the idea of how the Holy Spirit in us enables us and equips us with a power source like no other to walk out the life that he's called us to live, all right? Today, now, we're going to go to Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 25, and we're going to work through a pretty challenging, uh, challenging few scriptures here, and so here's what I want to ask you to do. We are a feedback oriented church. Come on somebody. And so we shout amen. We shout holla at your boy. If you need to yell, say it, go for it, right? Spray it, go for it. Say what you need to say, but come on. I preach faster when you preach back. Yeah. Come on. If you're quiet, we will be here an hour and a half. Come on somebody. (laughs) All right. Galatians chapter 5, verses 6. I hope you have your notes as well today. 5, 16 through 25 says this. I say then, walk, ever shall walk, walk by the spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desire of your flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other. Everybody shall. Opposed? Oh. It's brought to you by the letter O. So that you don't do what you want. Come on. How many of us have been there before? We're like, I don't do what I want to do sometimes. Right? Like I want to eat a banana, but I eat a pizza. <laughs> mm, that sounds good right now. <laughs> Verse 18, but if you were led by the spirit of God, led, led, these are important words. We're going to talk about them in a little bit. Led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Now we're going to get a really big list that, that's, thrown to, and it's going to be very like, it's going to be very jarring. Okay. But this is what Paul wants us to understand. He says sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. That's a big list. How many of you say that looks like our world right now? (laughs) Alright. He says this is what the flesh looks like. This is what our, our human nature looks like. And I'm warning you about these things, as I warned you before. So he's talked about this in other letters. He would talk about it in Romans, he'd talk about it in Colossians. There's a lot of different places that, that Paul would have this conversation. All right? Verse 22, he says this But the fruit, ever shall fruit? Come on, shall fruit? But the fruit of the Spirit, all right? the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and what? We always forget that one. This is the fruit of the Spirit. And then he says this, the law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So today as we continue in our series, Not by Might, I want to speak to you from the subject, how's that working for you? you. <laughs> How's that working for you? As we look at how the Holy Spirit empowers us in our daily walk of faith, will you pray with me just one more time this morning? Jesus, we love you. We worship you. We thank you for this moment that we have. Speak to us now. Do not use Jason's voice. God, I pray that it would be you that speaks through me right now, that we wouldn't hear my words, but we would hear your words. And uh, so we come to you right now with soft hearts, open minds, and a soul ready to receive your grace, your goodness, your love, that is found in and through your word. Teach us right now. We are listening in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, and everybody shouted Amen. 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 How many of you have ever looked at yourself or things that you've done before and thought, You're weird? <laughs> Show of hands. Come on. Like, where are my people Like, tw- I love this. I love this service. Um, so I'm going to throw myself underneath the bus. My wife hasn't even heard about this. I don't tell her these things um, because she'll make fun of me. But I'm going to tell you because it just helps with the message today. Um, how many of you have ever tried to put your pants on while running down the hall? <laughs> Can I tell you that 10.30 almost every hand went up. So that like, that is just so you know. So how many of you know what I'm talking about? Like you get one like leg in and then you're like, you're like doing this thing. How many of you know what I'm talking about, right? Or maybe you don't even run down the hall. Maybe you're just stationary in your bedroom. I did this the other day. Erica wasn't home, and uh, I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to put on my pants and uh, sorry for the for the image, but you just gotta get this, okay? And so I'm I'm now coming out because it was with Eliana and she was running around, the kids weren't home, and uh, and so I was trying to get and I needed to get out there because she was sitting on the couch and I wanted to make sure that I was by her so I could see what was going on. So I'm trying to put on my my pants and then get out the hall. So I'm like, I've got one foot in, and then I start like going like this down the hall, and I and I got the other foot kind of in. But in this generation, Men's pants are a lot skinnier than they used to be. Um, we're not, we're not Jankos anymore. How many of you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> and so as I'm going down the hallway, one foot in, one foot out, I, I finally realized in mid-fall that this was not going to work for me. <laughs> And so I'm like shoving my leg in here and I get my pants like up to their knees and then I just, I just spill over. I hit the ground. I get there. Now my little daughter right now, she's saying these things, right? She says this when you sneeze or when you cough or when you hit the floor. She's like, you okay, daddy? <laughs> As I'm lying in the hall with my pants around my knees <laughs> in my underwear, <laughs> And this is what went through my mind in this moment. How's this working for you, bud? <laughs> the problem is, is that I've discovered this is a hereditary issue. Because my son has done this as well. And not... Just as recently as I have, but I was downstairs one time, and Justice was excited about something that he was getting ready to play with, and he came cruising out of his room trying to do the same thing, and I hear this massive slam against the wall, and sure enough, my little dude had his pants around his knees, he'd hit the wall, and just just crashed in that moment, and I remember saying to him, bud, how's that working for you? (laughs) This is the statement that Paul wants us to hear, know, and understand as he pens this to the Galatians. He's saying, listen, I'm going to paint a picture for you. I want you to see that there is two lanes that we can choose. The fleshy lane, or our human nature, right? Or this other lane, empowered by the Holy Spirit, walking in step with the Holy Spirit that produces fruit. And he's asking the questions as he gives this amazing list. This fruit list and then this flesh list. He's asking us, how is that working for you? Have you ever examined your life in such a way where you could look at what was going on in your life and you ask yourself the question, how's it working for you? That's the question that I want us to consider today. How is life going for us? Because at the end of the day, there is a product that was evolved with whatever way we choose. When I, dec- when I decide that I'm going to walk in my flesh, my human nature, why, why, tell him it was human nature. How I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, right? Michael Jackson asked the same question. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like Michael Jackson. Listen, I don't lead worship for a reason, Okay. <laughs> But he writes this song and they say, why, why, when they ask why, why, tell them it was human nature. Now, what an answer. Think about that. When, when, when my life is going the way that my life is going and I look at the things that I'm dealing with and the things that I'm facing, I've got two, I've got two realities. It's either human nature or it's the Holy Spirit in me. It's either fruit or it's flesh, but there is going to be a product. Oh, yeah. yeah. if mean, you know what I'm talking about, there's going yeah. to be. A product. Galatians chapter 5, verses 7. This is like just before this, this fruit list and this flesh list. He asked the Galatians this question. Paul, running. He says, You were running so well. <laughs> you were running so well. <laughs> Who put pants around your knees and caused you to fall? He said, Who prevented you from being persuaded regarding the truth? This persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. And he knew that weird things were happening. He tells us in verse 15. because if you bite and devour one another, watch out or you will be consumed by one another. And then he goes on to talk about the flesh and to talk about the fruit. He says, listen, if you live in the flesh, you are going to bite and devour and consume one another. But if there is fruit being born in your life, it is because the Holy Spirit is what, because I am in step with the Holy Spirit. Am I talking to anybody today? So there's two realities that we're looking at. Theologian and author John Stott speaks to the issue when he writes this certainly as we learn to walk in the spirit the flesh becomes increasingly subdued but the flesh and the spirit remain and the conflict between them is fierce and unremitting indeed one may go further to say that this is a specifically Christian conflict we do not deny that there is such a thing as moral conflict in non-faith people but we assert that it is fiercer in Christians because they possess two natures flesh and spirit in irreconcilable antagonism it's crazy in other words he's saying your flesh and the spirit they, they fight against each other they war against each other and so what I want to do today is I want to just help us out because I don't know if you've ever been in this moment where you're like how you ever asked how how do I do this How many? where are my how to people in here you love to know like how the rest of you don't care about how just we'll do it <laughs> I love the house, and I think many times we can we can approach a a message like this and we can go okay that's great I'm on board I love the concept I love the idea flesh versus spirit I want to live in the flesh because that sounds so much better than what Paul paints right I want to live in the spirit not the flesh because Paul paints this picture that well, I don't want any of that I just want fruit right but the question is how how do we walk in step the spirit because there's actually some decisions that we have to make Alright, we, we participate in this, but I want to show us how this works out, at least from a biblical perspective. So that's what we're going to go today, is, is we're going to look at four ingredients necessary for walking by the Spirit. Before we go there, I want to say what theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer said. He said, fruit is always the miraculous, it's the created. It is never the result of willing, but always a growth. The fruit of the spirit is a gift of God and only he can produce it. They who bear it know little about it as a tree knows its own fruit. They know only the power of him on whom their life depends. Yeah. It's beautiful. So I want to look at four ingredients necessary for walking by the spirit. You with me today? Yeah. All right. You with me today? Yeah. All right. Every a shout number one. Run. Here's the first ingredient. First ingredient we need to walk by the spirit is we need passive submission submission. Now, this is really hard for us, especially in, in Western Christianity and our Western culture, because we are no, we are not passive, nor do we like to submit. Right? I am aggressive, and I am a rebel. <laughs> An old musical genre in the '90s built upon rebellion, right? It had flannel and holy jeans. <laughs> that, thats our mo as a culture and as a society. So when I say passive submission, some of us right now are already internally wrestling with it because you're like, wait, wait a second, passive submission. So Galatians five eighteen, watch what it says. This says, "But if you are led, every shall by led, every shall led, every shall lead? Okay, the Greek word for led right here is this word ago. Ago, which means this, to be taken, moved, carried, or brought. We see this word led or ago in the Greek in Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 11, when the Bible tells us that the Spirit led Jesus into temptation. Ago, led. And then again we would see it, and this is really the picture that Paul wants us to get. In Luke 22 verse 54, It says that the group of people that was with Judas, they came and they led Jesus away ultimately to his crucifixion. Led. Ago. What was it? In that moment, Jesus exercised passive submission to be led, brought, or taken away to his ultimate destiny. This is important for us to know because the first ingredient in living a spirit-led and walking in the spirit life is that we have to exercise passive submission, not aggressive rebellion. That's good. Wow. So many of us go like this, God, I want you to do something in me, but I do not want to listen to you. (laughs) I need you to change my situation, but I'm going to keep going back to the situation. Passive submission. Let me illustrate it this way. A few years ago, my daughter broke her arm, dropping in on a razor at a, scoot park, a skate park. And uh, so she gets on this razor and she is on it. And she's ready to go. And we're watching her. Mom and dad are watching her. We're, what's going to happen? You know, parents, like when, how many parents know you have that intuition when you're like, this is going to go bad, but I'm not going to stop it. Because <laughs> we're just going to like, I don't know. So that's where we're at. So we're kind of watching what's going on. And she's like, hey. And then she goes. And she moves forward. The razor gets stuck on the lip of this this ramp. And she launches off of it. Hands go out in front of her. Boom. Arms take the weight. And you know in that moment as she hit the ground, this is bad news bears. Yeah. So she gets up, I run over to her and it was in that moment, I don't want to like, like, I don't want to oversell it, but her arm had a little bit of a bow in it and we knew in that moment this thing's broken and she's crying to let us know this thing's broken. And in that moment, I bent down and I picked up Shiloh and I carried her over to where we were sitting so that we can start figuring out, you know what she didn't do? She did not fight me. Right, yeah. Yeah. Think about that. She didn't fight me. She didn't push against me. She didn't say no, Daddy. She didn't. She didn't try to like wail and swing at things. What'd she do? She was in passive submission. She allowed me to pick her up and take her and lead her, all go her to the place that we needed to go because she was trusting that at the end of the day, as she was passive in her submission, she gave in. It wasn't about giving up. It was about giving in to her dad's ultimate ability, which was to take her to where she needed to go. So that she would get the help so she would get the fix that she was looking for Are are you guys recognizing what i'm talking about and for many of us we are we are viscerally fighting with god we are viscerally fighting with the spirit that he's given us because we want to pursue the flesh but we love what the fruit looks like We need to wrestle with this concept. And the first step, the first ingredient to walking by the spirit is passive submission. And that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the spirit. So I walk, walk it out. I walk it out. The spirit of God living in me. And as I look at fruit versus flesh, I start realizing, man, there's there's something different going on here. But I have to passively submit. I've got to ago, I've got to be carried or led by the Spirit. Am I talking to anybody today? Here's number two. Every shout number two? Here's the second ingredient: active obedience. So we move from passive submission to active obedience. This is where in Galatians 5.25, he says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step. Keep in step with the Spirit. Another beautiful Greek word is used, and it's the Greek word stoichio. And it's figuratively used to present this picture. One, walking in active obedience based upon orders. It was a military concept, right? One where it said, I'm marching to orders. And I'm doing so because I've decided to. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that one more time. I'm doing so because I decided to. Because I think sometimes we can get fused when I say we're 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 following orders. We think that we had no decision in that. How many of you know that any orders that you receive, you still have a decision in? How many of our servicemen who have been in the service or actively involved with the service, they made a decision to follow orders. They made a decision and they signed up for what it is that they are in. And at the end of the day, we have to move from passive submission to one day getting up and saying, no, I am actively involved in this game now because I know where God has taken me to. Now I'm going to get up after my healing and I'm going to start walking this journey out day in and day out why because I like fruit I like fruit any fruit fans in here (laughs) I love fruit and this is important because this is what it means to keep in step with the spirit that's why the bible tells us that, that the joy set before him Jesus endured the cross think about that Many of us heard this before. Let me, let me correct some thought processes that, is, that, is, that have happened. Many of us have heard this before, that Jesus didn't want to go to the cross. And there was a part of his humanity that didn't. But the Bible tells us that it was a joy that was set before him. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got to to correct the theology a little bit because there was so much of Jesus that was looking forward to going to the cross. Why? Not because of what he was going to be in, but but what was going to become of it. It was the joy set before him that he endured the cross. Yeah, that's good news, right? Because at the end of the day, we've made Jesus this person who was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Woe is me. And he's like, no, 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 wait a second. That's not who he was. He was in active obedience. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly where he was going. Why? Because he saw your face and my face and generations of faces. So he was in active obedience saying, nevertheless, God, your will be done, not my will be done. That is active engagement. There is obedience there and it was a joy that was set before him. And some of us were frustrated. We're in pain with this obedience thing because we've come to this conclusion that the, the product of the flesh is somehow better than fruit. We were on a couple weeks of vacation and how many of you have ever felt like, you're just like, man, I need a vacation from food after you get back from vacation, how many of you know what I'm talking about, right, like how many of you, you, eat tons of food when you're on vacation, right, and you eat good food and it's rich food and it's pretty much just butter and carbohydrates, right, and it's awesome, so even Eric and I, we were like, after vacation, we we're like, man, I can't wait to just get back and like have a home-cooked meal and start eating healthier, she air-fried bacon today, um, and uh, that's healthy, bacon's healthy, okay, so just so you all know, <laughs> Bacon's a food group in and of itself. And so... When we got back from vacation, our son, our son said to us. He's like, hey mom, dad, can we start eating healthier? That's what he said to us. Why? Because he was starting to understand that there was a difference and in, in what it is that you feed yourself. Yeah. There's a difference between wow. fruit wow. and all of these other things. Oh, yeah. That's what Paul's saying. There's a difference between what the Holy Spirit does in you and what happens when you live according to the flesh. And see, for many of us, this is where we're at. We want the Holy Spirit to do something to our external and we refuse Him when it comes to doing something to our internal. Yeah. Right. Wow. So true. We've made the Holy Spirit just an emotive reality. Make me cry, make me laugh, make me whatever. (laughs) When that's not what he wants to do. What he wants to do is he wants to work in us and he wants to bring transformation. So that we no longer, listen, desire the flesh, but we desire things of the spirit. Right? Are you guys tracking with me? Because when we desire things of the flesh, then we we see the product of it. And those are the two natures fighting against each other. But at the end of the day, what justice was throwing out there was that I want fruit. I want vegetables. I want things that bring health to my life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those are healthy things. And they have been a byproduct in our life. And so we have to live in active obedience. Active obedience. Can I say this about fruit? This may be a little bunny trail. I said this in the last service. I want to make sure I say it and not kind of have it as like just a throwaway statement. If you look at the fruit of the Spirit and it's not representative of your life, we have to ask whether the Spirit's doing something in us. If you are a mean, Nasty spirit-filled Christian. Uh oh. Can I just mess around with? Can I be your pastor today? Right. I'm watching too many Christians who are running around saying I'm spirit-filled, and I'm like, but your mouth is not. Me and the Holy Spirit, man, we're, we're, we're tight, but I'm the most jaded, cynical person there is. I hate everybody around me. I hate everything that's happening. This world's going to hell in a handbasket, all those different things. No, no, no. Last time I checked, when I'm filled with the Spirit and the fruit is there, there is love, there is joy, there is peace. Come on, somebody. There is patience, there is goodness, and self-control. At the end of the day, there's the question. Does your work know your flesh or do they see the fruit? Wow. Do your friends see your flesh or do they see your fruit? And we've got to ask ourselves, because when I'm walking by the active obedience, it's a day in, day out journey. I say, man, I'm going to be a fruit. I'm going to be fruit today. Some of us need to probably put a banana in our purse or a man bag or just hold it around with you. So that you understand, this is my, I'm fruit, 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 fruit. That person cuts you off? Fruit. Just fruit right now. Just a bundle of grapes right now. That's what I'm going to be, right? I'm going to just be a gaggle of oranges right now. I know stuff's happening around me, but come on, I'm some apples. Fruit. My might return your neighbor and say, Fruit. <laughs> It's active obedience. Can we start a movement in this church? Can we be known as the fruit church? <laughs> <laughs> Flesh or spirit, guys, I'm talking about fruit, okay? fruit can we be known as the fruit church yeah. right man those people man everywhere they go right does your server know you as a fruit person and that person changed my life just sitting here ordering coffee that's fruit right there love joy peace patience, kindness goodness gentle you know the world doesn't need to know everything that we're against they should know who we're for that's fruit that's fruit right banana people i know it's a weird illustration but you're getting the picture Next time you, next time you and your spouse, next time you and your spouse are getting there, I need to learn this too because we have moments. Am I going to choose flesh and be bitter and unforgiving and cynical and need, or am I gonna choose fruit? This might help somebody's marriage right now. Think about it, like if you're in the middle of it, you're starting to argue, starting to get mad, and like one tosses a banana at the other one. (laughs) That oh, would have helped us, right? It's gonna happen. <laughs> Throw me that right now. Throw me that right now. This is awesome, right here. Thank you. Thank you. Right? You're in the middle of it, and I mean you want to get mad. You want to say that thing, and you're just like, no, fruit! <laughs> just gotta be careful because the other one might be more violent with the fruit, <laughs> right? Fruit! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Just random banana in service. (laughs) Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Can we be fruit people? Can we people that live according to the walk in? It's it's obedience. Number three. We shot number three? three. Here's the third ingredient: faithful endurance. Faithful endurance. In other words, keep going. Keep going. Don't beat yourself up. If one day it's a fleshy thing and not a fruit, don't beat yourself up. Understand that you have the Spirit of God and you understand that there's grace and forgiveness and all those different things. And then we can decide, huh? No, today's fruit. Nice fruit. It's endurance to till the, till the end. We keep, we keep on going. You mean like every day? Yes, every day. And some days are better than other days. And some days, my human nature wins. And other days, man, the spirit in me, it has a heyday. And I'm seeing fruit everywhere. Here's the thing. We've got to stop getting shame-filled and guilt-ridden when we have a bad day. Because at the end of the day, I've come to realize. Throw, throw, that, throw that statement up on the screen. Write this down if you're taking notes today. About conflict. I want you to see this. Conflict is always the consequence of choice. In other words, when I decide to live according to the spirit, there's going to be conflict. If I decide to live according to the flesh, there's going to be conflict. No matter what, there's going to be conflict in my life. The question is, is what side of the conflict do I want to be on? Am I the fruit side or the flesh side? There's going to be conflict. How many of you know when you start working out, there's conflict? Right? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Like every single time. Have you noticed that when you start a workout regimen? My fruit's fallen. <laughs> When you start a workout regimen and you're trying to get like better, I'm, I'm gonna work out, and you go like three days a week, four days a week. Have you ever noticed that Oreos get bigger? <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about, right? Like everything in your pantry starts calling out to you. If you're me, there's like life size Sour Patch kids dancing in the street. Come to me, Jason! <laughs> It happens. Why? Because I made a choice. I'm going to live healthier. I'm going to work out. I don't need this. And so when I say to the Sour Patch Kid, I don't need you, all of a sudden he gets better. He's like, you do need me, right? (laughs) And that's what our flesh does. Think about that. That's That's what our flesh does. All of a sudden, if you're like, I'm just trying to live for Jesus and everything just got way louder all of a sudden. You ever been there before? I'm just trying to live this life. And all of a sudden, everything is surrounding you. That's why we sing the song. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Because why? I'm walking in step with the Spirit. It's faithful endurance. See, for some of us right now, we're caught up in this idea that the Holy Spirit is simply an emotive experiential reality. And there's a part of the Holy Spirit that he is. But we've got to get deeper. We've got to go deeper. Can we do that? Can we go deeper and understand that the Holy Spirit transforms us internally as well? The problem is is that we're asking for an experience and not a transformation. Let me say say that one more time so we can get that. Many of us are asking for an experience, not a transformation. Because transformation takes longer than an experience. We walk into church wanting an experience Instead of this message, which is about transformation. That's good. That's good. But when we live that way, then we're constantly heightened. Every emotional moment. Well, that song and this. And Jason needs to hit a home run today so I can have an emotional experience. And they need to sing Fight My Battles because I love that song. But if they sing that other song that doesn't say Fight My Battles, I'm not getting anything out of worship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. I many of you know what I'm talking about. Right? We want the feeling like something's happening instead of the work of something happening. It's in the gut. It's there. We're like, oh man, I'm being changed right now. This is ugh. And so I've gotta endure in that. How many of you are like me? I've taken a few weeks off from working out. I worked out yesterday. And immediately after I got done working out, I went into the mirror and flexed. (laughs) She knows it. I did it. Right? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Right? Like one day of working out, you're just like, "Ah, it's all there. You're like, (laughs) she's like, no. keep going, buddy. Right? But my wife, she's been on this, like, like con. She's, she's kicking my butt right now. Like, she's doing it. She's making it happen. And, and she's going and she's seeing results. Why? Faithful endurance. Yeah. Faithful endurance. That's what it is. Even if she just gets in 50. She woke up this morning at 6 o'clock just to get a little bit of a workout in before church today. But faithful endurance. I didn't. I read coffee and stared at the ceiling. I drank coffee, stared at the ceiling. <laughs> At 6 a.m., I was probably reading my coffee, (laughs) drinking my Bible, reading my coffee. (laughs) You guys see what I'm talking about today? Is that it's faithful endurance? It's just keeping on going. Number four, the last ingredient. Number four. There's the last ingredient: gracious reception. Luke chapter 11, verses 9 through 14 says this. So I say to you, this is Jesus speaking. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. We've, many of us have heard the scripture before. Then watch what it says. Or if... What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Jesus is being super real right here. He says, so if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to him who asks? Isn't that crazy? That this Holy Spirit is an amazing gift and that we simply receive it. We graciously receive him. You have to ask. A-S-K. Ask. Now, there's a duality that's happening in this room right now across all of our services. First and foremost, before we get to that place, there may be some of us who have yet to say yes to Jesus. And that's the first step in our journey of faith is saying yes to Jesus. Because remember Jesus said, you receive me, but then I'm going to give you a gift of the Holy Spirit. So for some of us that were that point. but then there's other of us in here who we've said yes to Jesus, but we've never asked for the Holy Spirit. We never said, God, right now the gift of the Holy Spirit already in me at the moment of salvation. But I need him to be activated, to work in me I'm now in this moment going to walk in step with him this is important one writer put it like this listen listen to these words he says this I sometimes fear that we have so redefined conversion in terms of human decisions and have so removed any necessity of the experience of God's spirit that many people think they are saved when in fact they only have Christian ideas in their head and not spiritual power in their heart He goes on to say, Christianity is not merely an array of glorious ideas. It is not merely the performance of rituals and sacraments. It is the life-changing experience of the Holy Spirit through faith in Jesus, Lord of the universe. I read that the other day and I went, Christian ideas. Instead of power in my heart. a journey that we're all on for some of us we have to first and foremost say yes to the one that has paid it all Jesus but for others of us in here today we've said yes to Jesus but the question we now have to ask myself like Paul's asking us is if am I living according to the flesh or if I'm walking in step with the spirit is there fruit being produced in my life or am I just seeing flesh still? Am I just living according to my human nature? Or am I living and walking in step with the Spirit and therefore seeing fruit, produced love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control? And my hope is, and the reason that we're leading us into this teaching, is that I pray that we would wrestle with this stuff. And we've given you a lot of scripture to work with and a lot of points of reference. I want fruit. Come on, anybody that's in here, how many of you want fruit? I want fruit in my life. So today I pray that for many of us, my prayer is this, either one, we're saying yes to Jesus, or maybe for others in here, right now, even in your space, even in your seat, you would just invite the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit wants to do. We're going to talk about this reception idea further on, later on in another series, but we're just trying to kind of set the platform for it. I need us to have a theological understanding. I need us to have a base value understanding of the Holy Spirit before then we start talking about the other aspects of him because he's multifaceted. Amen? Amen. I'm asking you to...